Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome back to part three of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Okay, so enjoy part three of the podcast. Neeson fucking taking shit where like he climbs the fence and it's like sixteen cuts just to make it exciting. Like you don't have to make it exciting if you're doing something cool. And like even in Wheels on Meals when he fucking jumped uh out the window and was gonna land on the awning and the yeah. store owner pulled the awning in and he literally jumped out the second floor and landed on the fucking like a cobblestone or a yeah. pavement street. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> Like, I thought that I thought that jump scene was just or at the amazing. end of the, Remember at the like, end of that movie, like, holy fuck. when when Jackie Chan came flying in from about thirteen feet up onto the stone floor, like oh that was my insane, god, yeah. dude! Like that was that was nuts. That was a that was a scene that I got that got put oh. back several times. Like I was like, oh my god, I got to watch that again. Like if you were to take that film. And cut thirty minutes out of it, like that's a fucking great. Oh film. my god! Like, just, it's got some amazing, yeah. amazing yeah. action, and I love, I love how these guys do their action. Like I really love it. Like even in Wheels on Meals, when like that guy's driving on the motorcycle and and they fucking clothesline <laughs> him off, and you're just like, he, yeah. he really, he really clotheslined a guy <laughs> off a motorcycle onto the fucking. Cobblestone fast, in a wide shot with no motorcycle. cuts. <laughs> yeah, fast. Yeah, it's just like that is so. Like I appreciate that so so much. So when I see stuff like that in this film, I'm just like, man, yeah. bravo! I love it. And then you know we get more goofy shit that you know. There's a scene where um, where he gets on a motorcycle and pops the clutch and <laughs> fucking bucks straight up. It pops it like which a was horse. Yeah, funny. it was funny. The scene where where you went yeah. gets knocked off the horse by the branch that Samo pulls was pretty nuts oh, too. Oh Jesus, yeah. Cuz he hit he got hit off a goddamn horse like I, I don't know why and I've heard this mentioned before but like Samo Hung is is very well known, very well respected. Jackie Chan is obviously Jackie Chan, uh-huh. right? Why isn't Yuen Bao more well known than he is because Yuen Bao is arguably better than both of those guys. 
with respect to martial arts and stunting. I don't know. Like yeah. he's right there, if not better. Like I don't know why he never broke the the sort of international fame barrier because he is he is so good. Well, just his fucking. I don't know. Like I'm not going to say. Well, I am going to say, uh, like his parkour stuff. Like when he's jumping off of shit, he just does it. <laughs> like it's just yeah. He doesn't he's care. Just like he does not like, care about personal be, injury. It would be really awesome if you were to jump off this roof. All right, I'll do that then. Yeah. No fucking shit, you broke your legs, buddy. Uh, like. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> really, I'm not shocked at all. I'll tell you, man. We get a little, we, not a little fight, we get a really good fight here between Yuen Bao and Sammo Hung at the train station where Sammo's trying to set the explosive. This is a fucking good fight, dude. It's really, really well done. Like, when Yuen Bao uh, sidekicks Sammo and he goes through that breakaway uh, bench at the train station, mm-hmm. like, um, yep. he does not look like he's doing, like, a breakfall. He looks like he's, he looks like he took the fucking hit you know what i mean like yeah oh yeah he looks like he was like oh yeah i'm just gonna go right on my shoulders and uh and land and then you and bow does the flying fucking leg scissors like something he ray sure mysterio <laughs> jr would do in the fucking wwf it's coco beware shit coco beware yeah. and frankie <laughs> and frankie <laughs> Talk I about when Samo called Frankie. When when Samo flips UN Bao and he hits the fucking roof with his back and lands on his head. Yes, that is fucking nuts, man. Like that is so impressive. Used to call that a stinger. Land on <laughs> your neck, you get a stinger. Sting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't that's feel your arms for twelve minutes or whatever, but <laughs> it's worth it for the stunt, though. That was fucking nuts. <laughs> he basically fucking pops him up. He hits his back on the thing upside down and fucking comes like down into a goddamn like pile driver. It's oh yeah. It's a really good fight. Like and that's I feel bad saying that I didn't really quite connect with this movie because when this movie is going, I'm like shit, that was that was a great fight scene at the train station. Like that was really oh, good. Oh yeah. Well, and that's the thing, like there are things like the fight scenes and the stunting that we keep talking about because that's what these dudes excel at. Yeah. Like these dudes need to have their stunt team and their fight team. And that's what they do. I, I don't want these guys writing stories. Yeah. Give tips to the, give tips, you know, put your input, dude, let somebody else write the story. Right. Because that's not their strong suit. Their strong suit very obviously is stunting and fighting. Because every time that shit happens in the movie, it's top notch. Well, top notch. That's the thing. And then, of course, we cut to the car, and you know, buddy's buddy's dressed as like uh, I don't know, like a like a cruising for dudes Sherlock Holmes. Um, He's got the fucking deer (laughs) hunter on. (laughs) Yeah, the little deer hunter sitting in there. Deer stalker hat. Sitting in there with his big uh, big fat white with glasses, and he's like, oh. and he gets his hands and he's praying, oh, no, hold it in, hold it in, hold it in. And she's like, what's the matter? He's like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom so bad. And she's like, oh, why don't you just go? And he's like, yeah, that's a good idea. And he's just it's just a comedy that doesn't quite work for me. And then for yeah. some reason, he goes out of his little sleeper car, climbs out the window, and walks to the front of the train to see his mistress as opposed to, like... On top of the train. Like, on top of the train. 
which you're like outside running across the top of the fucking train cars. Yeah. So nobody leaping. So nobody sees him go into her car, I guess. But I don't know. I guess he sits down for five minutes and is like, I'll come back and see you in a second. He immediately runs back to his wife and sits down and he's like, oh, I'm still sick. I tried to poop, but nothing came out. And she's like, oh, why don't you go poop again? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's a good idea. I'll go again. Probably uh, what I should do. Yeah, again, it didn't It didn't hit with me either. I don't know. But now we get the train robbers coming up here. This is the 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 Cynthia Rothrock, Richard Norton gang, I think, aren't right, that are trying to rob this train. They come up on the caboose here. Yeah, like Cynthia Rothrock and Richard Norton, I fucking love those two. So it's really great. And I'm okay, like, where I feel a little let down about this movie, I'm like, well, they should have been in the film earlier, but honestly, if the film had a, had a little bit of a different structure, like, um, when we did Yes, Madam, um, and how that opened, yeah. like, oh yeah, like a goddamn explosion with Michelle Yeoh, it really, really showcased her ability, and we had basically that first story arc yeah. of just her. And then, of course, we have Cynthia Rothrock show up, the, up at the airport. We've already established Michelle Yeoh as a badass. And then all of a sudden, now we get this thing with Cynthia Rothrock as a total badass. And you're like, oh, here, here's a second helping of badassery on my plate. You know, and it, and it just continued to build. Whereas this, it's like, okay, we go into this big dip where you're bored. And then cynthia rothrock and richard norton show up and you're just like oh yeah finally we're yeah getting back into yeah it's and and i mean in this movie too like i i I wish they were in it more and i don't know if that's because this is kind of an early movie for them so they were just kind of getting them into the movies Mm. or I, i know in this film both of those two were were injured for this film like cynthia rothrock had had a pretty badly torn ligament in one of her knees and Richard Norton had a pretty bad infection in one of his legs. If you watch them fight in this movie, both of them only ever kick with with one leg, with the same leg. Mm. Because they're both fucked up. So, I mean, knowing that and watching their fight scenes, they're tremendous. Because yes. <laughs> their fight scenes are crazy good in this. Yeah, the, again, the, the prisoners here on the train tracks, they're trying to cut their shackles by laying on the train like laying on the tracks and letting the train run over the fucking chains. When they have that little cart, honestly, dude, it was that so was funny, funny when they had that little that was cart. Funny, yeah. And they throw the grappling hook onto the train and the fucking chain's loose. And it's just like when we went tubing that time. <laughs> you know, every that. time the fucking <laughs> rope would get slack, you'd be like, oh shit. So as soon as the chain, as soon as the chain was all fucking slack, I was like, these motherfuckers are going to get jolted. <laughs> And the funny thing is, they do, and they all get thrown off of the cart. Like, they all get thrown off, and now they get up and they have to chase it. I thought that was funny. Like that gag, that gag really that worked gag for me worked because really well. that was fucking funny. That shit was awesome. Because as soon as I saw that loose chain, I was like, "Oh, they're getting bucked." Oh yeah, and they're gonna get bucked really hard. And uh, boom! Do you remember how yeah, red that great. back that dude's back was? <laughs> oh my fuck. I forgot about that guy. Yeah. Like, he's fucking driving the boat, and he's pulling the fucking tube with, like, three guys on it, and the rope breaks. Because he accelerated too fast. 
Yeah, he accelerated too fast. The rope broke, and basically just, like, half of the rope just comes flying through the boat. I was on the boat, and the rope <laughs> flew past me, and just fucking, this guy looked like he was, like, 13 years a slave, and he had been <laughs> fucking abused for a very long time, oh. because he had the rope marks across his back, like, they, it wasn't just like a like a string dude. It was like a fucking crazy straw. Oh, like on his back. He looked like an electric snake took a nap on his back for five hours. His like, back was fucked, and <laughs> because he was looking over his shoulder, remember the right side of his face was fucked oh, up. Yeah. Remember he had the rope burns <laughs> on the right, and he looked like Two Face a little bit because the left side of his face was perfectly fine. But yeah, that whole rope. Fucked that kid up. I forget what that guy's name was. Oh, I but... forget. I just remember his back looked like a goddamn jellyfish. Just took a nap. I like how like it was like you, me, and Ryan were like had literally no sympathy or offered any amount of aid to him. No, I couldn't like, breathe because we I was were laughing, laughing so hard. So hard. <laughs> yeah, we were laughing so I was hard, making dolphin looked... noises because I fucking couldn't breathe. <laughs> he fucking looked like somebody whipped the shit out of him. With, like, a nylon rope. It was amazing. Oh, he got cut to Kintate, son. He was bad off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was bad. He was bad. Tubing, tubing did not happen that day, as I recall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we wrapped up right after that. Yeah, it was, that was... Okay, barbecue, barbecue. All right. Barbecue. <laughs> uh, there's a good little slapstick joke here uh, where these prisoners try and get the, the chains cut. And the train slams the brakes on. And everybody in the train goes yeah. flying forward, and the guy goes flying off the side, and the little hand cart comes crashing in the back of the train. And the, yeah. the train stops, like, right on top of the chain, so that it doesn't actually cut the chain. It just pins them there. Yeah. <laughs> Which was pretty funny. Yeah, and, they're, and they're just basically pinned underneath the... The chain is, like, pinned under the wheel, and they're just, you know, now, now they're chained together and held in one spot because of the train's sitting on top of the chain. <laughs> And all the people get off the train, all the, the two guys with the black eyes, and all the people are there. So this is the the ultimate master plan of what's supposed to happen, according to Samo's character, is we hijack or stop this train somehow and get all of the rich people to come off and have to stay in our hotel, hence Millionaire's Express, is this train, and they want to make all the money by getting them to stay at the hotel. So the plan is working so far. I, I'm going to... I'm going to mention, um, I don't know if they did it specifically for the film. I think they did. Um, the color palette of that train, the red, pink, and orange. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a, it, it's really nice that like that train really stands out in those wide shots where you've got all of these, uh, greens. Um, like they did a really good job on the color palette of, the train because it really it really pops like it it looks very expensive and lavish and it really works in the environment of you know the natural greens surrounding it it's it's a good choice it does yeah it looks really great i like it a lot uh we get our first little look there of uh i'm gonna call him shoe shane if you're not if you remember <laughs> yes yes of he's course. here as well uh one of the i don't know i assume he's a bad guy by the way he looks and because he was a bad guy in uh in Yes, Madam, which was fucking hilarious. <laughs> was that Yes, Madam? Yeah. That was Yes, Madam, yes. I just, yeah. 
I just love to laugh. <laughs> so I am uh, actually a good person because I'm rich, and I'm going to be richer and richer. Meanwhile, you're going to be poor and probably go to jail because I paid off the cops. He <laughs> <laughs> was awesome. That was that movie was awesome. Yeah, really. Like that was that was that's one of the best. Like. Start to finish, I loved every minute yeah, of it. Yeah, I have to pick that up on uh, on Blu-ray or DVD at some point, because that's tremendous. So all the uh, all the trained people here are filing into the hotel and getting rooms and getting set up, and there's gangsters and hoes and fat women and skinny women and weird-looking guys, and everybody's yeah. piling in here uh, to kind of get their, get their room on and hopefully, according to Samo, spend all their money there. I like how the guy's like, I'm going to take a bath. And his wife is like, oh, why don't we take it together? He goes, no, this bathtub is small and you keep getting bigger every day. Like, <laughs> what, a fucking, what a piece of that shit. That guy's a fucking like, a-hole. Yeah, she is, she is a, uh, a big woman, but he's just like, no, no big bones. Uh, I'm, big bones. I'm fucking running <laughs> off to go see my, my mistress. <laughs> and he uh, runs off to visit with her. How about no there, tons of fun? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go see... <laughs> tons I'm of I'm going to go see my mistress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go see my mistress, lunchbox. You fucking <laughs> hang out here in the room. It's like, what a dick. He's a fucking piece of shit, that guy. This scene is funny where we get the uh, the dude knocked out and all the gangsters are in this hotel room, but then somebody comes. I forget who comes in here to look around. It might have been Sam or somebody. But Shu Shane here is look, listening at the wall. So is the other guy. I'm going to call him Shu Shane because I forget his name in the movie. Yeah, of course. Um, Why wouldn't like, you? You really? got to call him Shu Shane, right? <laughs> hey, it's Shu Shane. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Shu Shane and his little brother. Little brother. But they all, all these gangsters, there's like seven guys here. And somebody comes and they're all like, oh my God, we got to hide. Seven dudes just disappear in this room. Like, yeah. Under the bed, behind the sheets, on top of the dresser, in the dresser, and this little bellhop yeah. guy brings this rich lady into the room, and they, he's... I actually find that funny. It is funny. I actually find that funny how, how they all fucking scatter, and there's one guy on top of an armoire holding a fucking suitcase in front of his face, <laughs> and he's just kind of sliding it back and forth based on, you know, her position Their in perspective. the room. Their perspective. Yeah, yeah. And they all... Uh, the guy on the top of the armoire jumps off. I don't know what's up with this weird bellhop guy. He, like, takes his pants off and gets in the bed with the girl. And he's, like, doing this weird he gets in the bed. flick thing with his tongue yeah. and his fucking pants are off. And he's in his underwear. I don't get it at all. She blacks the fuck out. Yeah, he keeps, like, sticking his head around the corner and, like, doing the lizard thing with his tongue. Like, I don't know. Is he being creepy just trying to look at her in the bed? I think he's being creepy and stupid. I mean, you know, we always say that, you know, a lot of times these Hong Kong films, the serious ones, like, yeah. you know, like Lady Snowblood and whatnot, like, they can, uh, they're masters of, like, micro-emoting. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, they don't make big facial expressions, but sometimes, uh, like Alabama Whirly says, sometimes it goes the other way. And, <laughs> like, they overact and they oversell it so much and, you know, it doesn't... Uh, I don't know. It just it it, it just seems kind of old and corny to me. Yeah, it's that old vaudeville thing where it's it's yeah. it's stage acting, but on film, right? Like they're going big yeah. as though they're on a stage, but on film acting you don't have to, right? Like less is more in the film. So yeah. 
Uh, but they don't do that. They're going very big, especially when deer hunter guy who is trying to have an affair with his mistress jumps into bed with this chick and it's not his mistress. And he tries yeah. to kiss her, but he's making the overly big <laughs> eyes and the big yeah, mouth. The, and she's like, ah, yeah. what the fuck are you? And he, she jumps yeah. up and they jump up and they're yelling at each other. And then fat wife comes in and starts strangling the bitch. And <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Honestly, uh, Fat wife is wearing something like, you know, like uh, that Canadian singer Candy would wear. She's kind of got like this little, she's kind of got this like pork pie, pork pie hat on and these cat's eye, Nina Muscari cat's eye glasses and a little fucking blazer and pantaloons. Can you, can you not imagine Candy shout wearing this shit? I was just going to say shout out to Canadian singer Candy, who has not been mentioned yeah. in 15 fucking years. Yeah, actually, I think I might be the first person to reference That's candy, the first since, candy the, reference. since the turn of the millennium. Yeah. Uh, cheers, candy. But yeah, no, you're totally right. This weird, like, red pantsuit but shorts but not thing that she's yeah. wearing. Yeah. And this fucking costume hat with a big feather. I don't even know what the fuck she's wearing. Everybody's dressed weirdly. In this, like, like the guy with the deer yeah. stalker hat on has like a fucking sweater vest and shit, and a tie with a weird little tie clip thing up by his collar. It's the other guys yeah. are dressed like Civil War people. The other guys are dressed like 1940s yeah. gangsters. Like, it's like somebody raided the Mister Dressup's fucking tickle trunk and just took everything out. Mister Dressup had the tickle trunk. He did, yeah. but like, again, <laughs> Canadian reference from when I was seven. Oh. Like, yeah, sorry, sorry, everybody. Like, sorry, <laughs> sorry, non-Canadians. Sorry, not Canadians. Sorry, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, like a went to some theater wardrobe place and just took everything and went. Let's use everything. You can see that they definitely like went all out with the wardrobe because the clothing doesn't look cheap. It actually looks, it looks, it looks really high quality. Um, it's dope. What fucking year is this supposed to be? <sighs> It's got to be 1900s, like late 1800s, early 1900s, I would say. Oh, and very quickly, I, we have to mention, they do a funny scene here where a guy comes in from the window in that yeah. bedroom. And yeah. everybody in there kind of looks at the camera, very Scooby-Doo-ish, where all the heads are framed in this kind of away from the camera pyramid, like, whoa? Yeah. But then some guy, one of the guys in the room, goes up and just shoves this fucking dude out the window. <laughs> yeah. Cut to outside. Full wide big ass shot. This dude does a backflip off the window frame from two floors up and lands on his fucking face. Like, <laughs> yeah, like great stunt. Uh, so now we get uh, UN Bao outside here and we get the this weird cowboy in the fucking cookie monster vest who has the gun. Yeah, he was the guy that was he was the guy that was in the snowball with Sammo. He's tracking him. Yes, down. yeah, I thought that was UN Bao in the beginning, but. He's looking for Samo. He's got the rifle. He's supposedly a total badass. And he is now taking over sort of control from Yuen Bao. Whoa, you work for me now. We'll get him together. And now yeah. they're trying to plan their attack on how are we going to get this asshole who left me in the mountains. He is wearing, he's wearing like a fur. I'm going to, I'm going to fucking say it. I think his outfit is fucking dope. He's wearing kind of like a leather <laughs> bomber jacket. But he's got like a chinchilla fur over it, or some sort of fucking cat fur over it. <laughs> he is a very badass cowboy, like 
look about him. That wardrobe is tight. That wardrobe is crazy. It reminds me of what uh, what Hugh Grant in About a Boy said. He said, yeah, she, your mother showed up in some sort of Yeti costume. <laughs> yeah, Yeti costume. But it's it's got like some sort of cat print on it, and he's wearing like a fucking turtleneck. He knows what's going on, yeah. We get a good fight. How did they do the fucking hat? I'm, I was going to bring up the hat because it, it, I don't know what the hell they did here, dude. Because Samo meets jacket guy, vest guy, whatever, the killer cowboy guy. And Samo, like, ducks, punches him, and goes to run away from him. And as Samo runs away from him, dude brings up the rifle, boom. And as Samo's running away, his fucking hat gets blown off from behind. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't like, know how they did it. It has to be something fairly easy, but Jesus. It has to be something fairly easy, but the way that it was cut together, like, first of all, Samo kicks him and runs away. Buddy pulls Buddy pulls the shotgun up, like, you know, swift, confident, and then locks it in place. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, just like, shoop, and it's, like, ready to go. And he blasts, and then they cut to Samo, and he's diving, and the fucking hat comes off. It's a really, it's probably just a little fucking wire pull. Yeah. But it looks, looks great. It looks really fucking it looks like good. It's a great shot. Shot the like, fucking hat a, off. It might not be a complicated gimmick or a complicated stunt, but it fucking sold. Like it's one of the best, one of the best I've yeah. seen. Like of of a hat getting shot off, not looking fake. And then Samo does that flip over the the whatever it is, the baccarat table or the roulette table, yeah. smashes through yeah. the door, and UN Bao beats the shit out of him outside, and they catch him and chuck him in jail. We get a beautiful shot of the Cowboys coming in on the ridge uh, at sunset silhouette. That looks awesome. Like, that was a great, great shot. It's a really, really good shot. Like, they, they likely fucking did that a bunch of times just waiting for the lighting to be right. You know, okay, everybody get ready. Like, no, all yep. right. Everybody just out of frame over the ridge because, man, yeah, it looks really good It looks shot. great the way they ride up and look over and then everybody kind of turns and rides away. Tremendous. Which is a nice little foreshadow for the upcoming big sort of lobby fight that we're going to get fairly soon here. Uh, yeah. Which is really like kind of the centerpiece of the whole film is is that big fight in the end. Yeah, it is. Uh, anytime you look up Millionaire's Express, that's kind of the image you get of Cynthia Rothrock fighting Sammo Hung in the lobby. And justifiably so. It's really good. Yeah, it it is good, and I and you know it just feels like a little bit of a slog to get there. It like, does, you know. Oh, I've been schlepping a while, like, and uh, it's just like eating, um, it's like eating those pistachio nuts. Yeah, like you know, you take it, you break it. There's there's a lot of work, and then you get that one little nut, and you're like, mm, okay, let's do that again. Like a lot of work, little reward, and that's kind of kind of how I feel about the film. Like you know, you got a lot of downtime for to get to the amazing action scenes yeah yeah and speaking of downtime we're we're in downtime in the movie right now all the guys are in jail they're in the striped prisoner uniforms except for Samo. i don't know why he's not in the prisoner uniform but all these people the richie riches from the hotel the girls and everything are coming in here to try and see him or try and get him out or the pris the other prisoners are like you're gonna yeah. get us out and they're all coming to the to the edge of the the bars there, there's some awesome fighting mixed in with some bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's not it's not bad because it's a prison break, and uh, like Samo uh, straight kicks the shit out of him, throws him in the cell, slams the door. The ladies hit kind of like a thriller pose. They can't fight worse shit, and you know they start doing some kicks and punches that 
don't sell well on screen no. at all. But they do the little know. Charlie's Angel pose. So, but it's all right. And then Samo busts out, so he's out of prison now, and he takes off into the countryside here to meet up with what I assume is his girl. This is shot really well and lit really well. Like this is this is uh, on point. And Samo with his little glasses and the way the light's coming in from the side and he's shooting the dark side of the face. And it's a two shot and you can just see her, um, just a rim light on her from the back. Like it's 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 done real. Like you 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 have to give credit where credit's due on this film uh, because you're looking at it and you're like, man, like the the cinematographer knew exactly what he or she was doing on this because it's it's classic it's classic stuff but it's executed extremely it is yeah listen the the between the stunts the fighting the look the shots all of the the technical aspects of the movie are great they're really good it's the flow the flow in the story i have a hard time shitting on the writing when the writing it's when it's a foreign language film because i'm sure there are translational issues that i'm not getting so I always tend to try yes. to kind of take the blame on me for that, for not being up on the cultural ins and outs of what's happening. Um, so I, I'm not going to I'm not going to shit on that at all. But it does definitely break and and go off the main storyline. And it, it that pulls it down, like we've said. Uh, Cynthia Rothrock riding into town with her spiky hair and that headband. She looks cool as fuck. She really, really looks uh really cool riding in there and she's really distinct too like you can pick her out yeah well um, she's also like a foot taller or a foot shorter yeah. than everybody else I well, should say. she's fucking rocking this really cool almost like a like a pea coat um, yeah yeah again wardrobe in this is is really good spot on richard norton looks great in his cavalry hat yeah he looks cool walking in like he owns the place we get a nice little bit of sword work here with that samurai dude that cut the fly in half there's three of them here now. This really, yeah, it really amps it up. Um, swords look a little fake on screen. Um, choreography is really good. Like, the choreography is good. Um, and they've got, you know, three sword fighters in here working uh, together in simultane- simultaneously. It's 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 a it's a good little good do you little think exchange. Indiana Jones took something from that where the three sam the three samurai are there and Richard Norton just whips out the gun and boom just shoots the guy in the fucking face. Well, no, because Indiana <laughs> Jones came out before this, but so maybe they took it from. Oh, Indiana what year did Jones come out? Uh, this came out in '86, and Indiana yeah. Jones and the Wasn't Temple Indiana of Doom uh, would have come out in '83, I think. Oh fuck, I'm way off then. I'm an asshole. Well, I don't think you're an asshole. Never mind. So this, this, (laughs) a little hard on yourself. And that concludes part three of the podcast. Come back tomorrow for part four. If you'd like to get the entire podcast on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Patrons get the full show Sunday night without any ads. If you don't want to become a patron, you can go to offendedpodcast.com. Buy some merch there. That'll get you something cool to wear and rep the podcast you know you love. And we get a bit of money, too, to help us keep the lights on here. Please follow us on social media. At Twitter, we're at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, just search You Have Offended This Podcast. You can interact with us there. Leave us your favorite movies, your favorite scenes, any questions you have, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. 
please rate and review us wherever you download your podcasts. Ratings and reviews really help us, particularly on iTunes if you could. That would be awesome. Make sure to tell your friends, family, loved ones, and hated ones about this podcast. More listens mean more downloads means it's better for everybody. So thanks very much for helping. Come back tomorrow for part four, and we will be back in your ears very